What's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people and also the Black Financial Channel. Uh, today on the Black Financial Channel, we're going to talk about this family uh, that owns some property called Bruce Beach. And Bruce Beach was stolen from their family uh, 100 years ago due to racism. Basically, the racists all got together and decided that they want to just take their land. And we're going to talk about what happened with this family. Also, we're going to talk about their controversial decision to sell the land back to the city of Los Angeles. And I'm going to give you some perspectives on it. So get comfortable, buck up a seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day because we are black first. Uh, doesn't mean you have to be black to be here, but it does mean we're here to serve our community. Shout out the name of your city if you haven't done that yet. Uh, shout out your city also. Give me a B1 in the chat if it's okay. If we love ourselves, I think it's very important for us to love ourselves. Also put a B1 in the chat if you are educating your kids about wealth, if you're making consistent investments, if you're putting your family ahead. That's why we're here. That's why I talk to you guys every day, because I want us to all change our behavior so we can do better for ourselves. So uh, how many of you, give me a yes or no, how many of you heard that story about the uh, family that owned Bruce Beach? Uh, give me a yes or no if um, Magic out of Arkansas, give me a yes or no if you have, if you heard the story about the family uh, uh, in LA that uh, had their land stolen. Uh, it was the Bruce family. And uh, they had uh, some land called Bruce Beach. It was an ocean oceanfront property in Southern California that was taken from black owners in the Jim Crow era and returned to their descendants last year. Um, uh, give me a yes or no if you heard about what went down with Bruce Beach and this whole situation. So, uh, so basically, this family owned this property, and there was a uh, racism, which was pretty. Uh, racism was, uh, you know, more. Uh, it was more widespread than than COVID. <laughs> I guess it's like, a, you know, I, I don't know. It was pretty bad. And uh, basically they, uh, they, they did something that's pretty common that happened quite a bit, uh, you know, all throughout American history which that they use laws that they created themselves, meaning the racist folks in, in the city. And they use those laws to come and take black people's property and take their land. Uh, and this is an interesting story uh, and a sad story. And I'm going to tell you this story, but really I want you to kind of see the part of the story that the media will never mention. I, I'm not here to give this story from a uh, an angle that you're going to hear in mainstream media because I need you to hear from black stream media. So give me a yes in chat if you understand what I'm saying, if you uh, understand that we need to tell our own stories so we can really talk about what really went down. So let me read this to you based on what CNN has to say. Uh, and it's not a, it's not a bad depiction. They're pretty accurate. But there's some things here that I think need to be discussed. So here they said that the family members of the original owners, Willa and Charles Bruce, have informed the county of their decision to sell Bruce Beach back to the city. Now, we're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm not going to get to that just yet. Uh, I want to really talk about just sort of what happened. Basically, what they're saying here is that uh, the family bought the property in 1912. And when they bought it, they paid $1,225 for that property. And uh, and then a few years later, 1924, after the family had owned the land for 12 years, the city came along and enforced something called eminent domain. And eminent domain allowed them to buy this land for far less than what it was worth, uh, to force the family to sell when they did not want to sell. And uh, and they took control of this property and then it became somebody else's and someone else was able to uh, benefit from all the capital gains that occurred on this land uh, over the last 100 years or so. 
first question I'm going to ask you uh, is this. I, I, I try to make intelligent, help, help us make intelligent points by asking really dumb questions. So I'm going to ask you a real dumb question, real simple question. Uh, how many of you believe that this is the only time in American history that black land was stolen? Give me a yes in the chat. Uh, if you if you believe this is the, the only time, first time and only time that, that land or property or wealth was stolen from black people uh, at, at any point in American history. Give me a yes or no. What, what do you all think? Do you all think this was the only time or you think there could have been other times? Give me a yes or no in the chat. I'm asking a dumb question because I want to make a point. All right. So so here's here's the thing. Um, this story is being celebrated. It's being celebrated in media almost the way they celebrate when an innocent man gets let out of prison after 30 years. They celebrate, ah, he's, he's out. Look, thank you, Jesus. Justice is served and everyone's happy. I'm never happy when I see those stories. I'm never happy when I see those stories because I don't think in terms of specific situations. I think in terms of systems. I don't think in terms of, of what they call idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies is, are one story happening to one person. Systems are what affect millions and millions of people. So this is why you, we have a difficult time. This is why we can't solve the racism problem in America is because we start thinking in terms of specific stories and idiosyncrasies and one person's story. And then they go make a movie about it. And then you get tricked into believing that based on this, sim the symbolism presented from this one story, that somehow racism's dead. That's why you got black folks run right here saying racism doesn't exist. It's all gone because they've seen movies about one story with that where that person received justice. And then we think everything's OK. Things are better now. This is what they teach in school. This is why in the black business school, we believe black people, we should be educating our own kids. And doesn't mean we hate anybody else. It just means that we need our kids to know the real deal because America is a society that has a ton of structural racism, not because the people are bad, not because everybody wants to hurt people but because there is unfinished business. There is a, about $14 trillion in wealth that was taken from black people that has not been returned. And until that wealth is returned, then you cannot say that you clean the problem of racism. You cannot do that. So here's what I'm saying to you. When I hear a story about the Bruce family, I don't. I, I look at it like seeing, like seeing a mouse in the kitchen. If you, see in the, if, if you see a mouse in your kitchen and you kill that mouse, and the mouse gets caught in a trap with cheese. Do you assume that you've killed every mouse in the house? Did you do? You, do you, how many of you are, are would be crazy enough to think that your mouse problem is over? How many of you all would, would think that 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 it was over? Okay, great. We killed the one mouse that existed here because mouse mice apparently don't have families and they don't have nests. They don't hang out together. They, they, it's just one of them, right? If you kill that one mouse in your kitchen, then that is not uh, killing that mouse is really, it, it might make you symbolically feel good. It might make you say, yeah, I got that mouse. But you really have a systematic issue. You have a mice problem. There's a, there's a problem that requires deeper work to really get to the root of the problem. So when I see what happened with the Bruce family and I see that one story of one family who lost one piece of land, that is merely indicative of all the thousands and thousands and thousands of stories that we have never heard. Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. Let me know if you're getting what I'm saying here. There are thousands of stories like this. The Bruce family, they were the lucky ones. They were one of the few that actually got their property back. There are thousands of other people that did. 99.9% .9 of all the black people that had their land stolen never got it back. In Black Wall Street, when I went down to the Greenwood section of Tulsa, and I saw this uh, memorial they put up of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of business owners who lost their property. One of them got an insurance payment 
only one of them got insurance money. And you know why he got his money? Because he looked white. That's why he got his money. There was one guy, I don't remember his name, but this one guy got his money from the insurance company because they, they mistakenly thought he was white. This is the type of systematic terrorism that black people have been exposed to for hundreds of years. And it's very important that you understand this. So when I see this story of what happened to uh, this family and the justice that they received, I'm thinking about the thousands of stories that I'll never hear about families that will never receive their justice. When I go to downtown Chicago and I see thousands of buildings, each of them worth $100 million or more planted all throughout this city, and then realize that none of them are owned by black people, that is your evidence of the, 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 the racial nuclear bomb that was dropped on black folks in terms of destroying every piece of wealth that you had. That's why to this day, black people own less than one half of 1% of the wealth in this country because you've never addressed that issue. Now, give me a yes, a, 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 please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And, uh, and also, uh, if you stick around to the end of the video, I've got a stock that I like that I just started buying shares in. So you guys know I like to share investment information. So there's a stock that I picked today that I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, at the end of the video. And also, I want to remind everybody that we're, do we're doing um, an, an overnight financial event. We call it a financial slumber party. We're all going to get together uh, on the Zoom on Friday the 13th at 11 p.m., and I'm going to turn you into the best investor in your house. So we're going to have fun, but I'm also going to talk to you about finance. And when you walk out of there, you will be the best investor in your family. So if you'd like to join us for the Financial Slumber Party, just go to voicewalkins.com. You can find the Slumber Party. You can find a new copy of my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. You can also find our 2023 Black Wealth Calendar. If you want to put Black Wealth Principles on your refrigerator, it's all right there on my website, voicewalkins.com. Okay, so, so th that's the first part. Um, so you got to understand that that these stories uh, the, that these stories are intriguing. The media is in the business of telling stories. That's what they do. If you pay attention in every media story, what they'll do is they'll try to reflect on a bigger systematic issue by starting with a story. It'll always start with you know Maria Gonzalez and her four year old daughter uh, Cynthia lived in a quiet neighborhood and blah blah blah. They always start with the story. Well, why, why does that happen? Well, because uh, Joseph Stalin used to say that, uh, what, did he, what did he say? I think he said, uh, uh, one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic. So uh, if I'm going to tell you about statistics, I start off with a story. I start off with the idiosyncratic, and then I expand out to the systematic. So here, this is a story about one family, and I'm glad this family got justice. It's absolutely atrocious that they stole their property. I'm very happy that they got it back. I'm going to tell you guys how that ended, and then I'm going to give you my assessment on, on a bigger question you guys have asked me, which is, does it make sense? that they sold their land back to the city of LA. The second thing I want you to point out to you is that this Bruce family was apparently brilliant, uh, just a brilliant uh, black people. Uh, there were thousands, there were millions of us back in the day. Uh, everyone wants to give the impression that investing is a white people thing, which infuriates me. No, it's they, they, they market the ignorance. They market the rappers. They market the people who are making destructive decisions. What they don't market are the millions of you out here that are making good decisions for your family, that are planting seeds for the future, that are doing good things with your children, that are preparing for the future. Give me a yes in the chat if you're in that category, because I think that you need to be seen as much as the ignorant rappers. This, this idea, this imagery 
that the black man is a big, dumb idiot who wants to be stupid and wants to throw his money away and doesn't love his kids. That is an insult to you. That is an embarrassment that they promote that image. And that is a, a huge type of racism that there are people pay, pay attention, pay attention to how many so-called woke people will sit there and dance to a damn song where they're literally using the N word in every other line. How in the hell are you going to tell me you're my ally when this song says says the N-word over and over and over again and you just bop into it like it's the coolest thing ever? And But then when you recite the lyrics, we want to get all offended. Like, no, you didn't recite the lyrics. Well, they, they've been dancing to the song the whole time. Like, what, what is wrong with you? So, so it's not just that they're backwards. We're backwards, too, because we have a backward world. I, I really think sometimes I was born on the wrong planet because some of this doesn't make any sense. So, so, so here's the deal. I want to reiterate this to you, that the Bruce family, the brilliance of this family, and God bless Willa and Charles Bruce, who died not knowing what they did for their descendants, but they died uh, pretty much, uh, you know, I guess financially devastated because they had their property stolen from them. And uh, But 100 years later, their family uh, has millions of dollars in the bank because of an investment they made in 1912 for $1,225. So what I really want you to understand is that that is a blueprint for you. That is a model and a method that should be ubiquitous. That should per be pervasive throughout the entire black community where you just say, damn it, I'm going to plant me a couple of seeds. I'm going to buy me a plot of land. I'm going to buy me some shares of stock and I'm going to buy it while it's cheap because in 100 years it's going to be worth so much more. They bought this land for $1,225 and it is now worth $20 million. Probably more than that, because the city, maybe the city got off cheap. Who knows? But think about this. So what I'm saying to you is that there are things you can buy right now that you can buy right now that you have not bought, maybe because you've been told to go spend your money on shoes and clothes and going out to eat. And th But there are things you could go buy right now that if you just put it in your family and hold on to it, it's going to be worth a thousand times more than its value in just a few years. That's my point. Think about this. 1,225. Uh, that's a thousand. Yeah, that's about well, it's about 10,000 times greater value than what they pay for it. 10,000 times. It flipped 10,000 times. So, so what I'm saying to you is I need you to be financially conscious and understand you've got the big opportunity. You actually have the opportunity to buy things in 2022. Your grandkids won't be able to do that. They're going to simply benefit or 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 suffer from the consequences or the uh or 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 the benefits of what you choose to do right now. They're either going to um struggle because you left them in the struggle and you didn't take advantage of your opportunity or they're going to be doing well because you saw the opportunity and you made your move. You got to make your move at some point. I don't know what you're going to invest in. You can invest in a blade of grass, a share of stock, whatever it is, but you got to be investing in something because everything seems expensive to you because you're you're living in 2022 and you're comparing the price of things now to what the price used to be. You're not comparing the price of things now to what the price is going to be. Give me a yes if you understand, if you can agree with this statement, give me a yes if you agree with this statement. I'm going to nail it down with this simple point. How many of you believe that most land is going to be more expensive 50 years from now than it is right now? Give me a yes in the chat if you can at least agree with me. What's up on TikTok? I want to say hi to everybody on TikTok. What, how many of you can agree with me with the, with, the, with the belief that most land is going to cost more 50 years from now than it does right now? The price is going up. The clock is ticking. 
we're all going to be dead soon. And the only thing that will be left to remember you is what you chose to do and chose not to do. You ain't going to live forever. You're going to go to your grave. And there are other people that are going to be affected by the choices you that you make right now. My wife bought her first house because her grandfather bought some savings bonds in 1945. I kid you not. So there are people in our community, they don't get as much attention as the rappers, but there are people in our community who make those million dollar moves and they made them shout out to the ancestors that did these things. You are the ancestors that should be doing those things right now. And my job right now is to encourage you to just go ahead and make that move and understand the power that you have right now. Let me keep going. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. Uh, also, I should mention, I, you, you guys know how I am. I, I like to mention stuff we have going on in the Black Business School uh, because we are the world's leading Black Wealth Institution. Uh, we, are, we take what we do very seriously. We work with lots of scholars and attorneys and developers and investors from around the world, and we are focused solely on Black wealth. That's what we focus on. And uh, we actually created the first ever Black Financial Therapy Department uh, to work with the top therapists to explore the psychological barriers that keep us from building Black wealth. We have a whole Black Business School for Children. Our children that graduate from our programs have a financial literacy level that exceeds the average college educated adult because we believe that if you want your kids to get ahead economically, you've got to train them now. They've got to be good at, as good at economics as they are at basketball and football. These are some of our core beliefs. So we actually have some workbooks. We spent two years putting together financial workbooks for children. It was really hard to do. We had no support financially whatsoever from any banks, from any corporations. Nobody, the government didn't give us any money. None of that. We did it ourselves. And we worked with experts and we created a series of financial workbooks that cover every grade band that can get your child ahead. So if you'd like to go take a look at those, just go to financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. We also have flashcards, which are at financialflashcards.com. So feel free to take a look. All right. So, so last point I want to make on this. Let me jump into the last point. So we're talking about Bruce Beach uh, that, was, uh, that was stolen from the uh, Bruce family 100 years ago. And the family just got the land back. The original plan uh, of this property was for the family to lease the land back to L.A. County for $413,000 a year. Now, instead of leasing the land back to the city for $413,000 a year, they ended up uh, selling the land back to the city. They sold the land for a lump sum of $20 million. And uh, and that, that's been met with some sort of mixed feelings in the community. And I'd like to start off by asking you all. What do you think? Uh, yes or no? Do you think that they should have done it? Do you think, yes, it was a good move <clears throat> to get the 20 million? Uh, or do you think it was a bad move for them uh, to, to not to not get the money? Or, or, or sorry, it was a bad move for them to take the money. What do y'all think? Do you think that the 20 million, do you think that was a good decision or a bad decision? Or how do y'all feel? Yes, or, yes, if you agree. No, if you don't agree. Okay, so as you answer that question, let me just give you uh, the answer, the, the, the answer according to uh, according to Dr. Boyce and financial theory and stuff like that, this is a, an answer to a question in a way that um, is consistent with the way you answer most financial questions. The answer is it depends. The answer is it depends. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about the importance and the power uh, and the, the significance of black ownership. Right. We talked about that when we were talking about when we were debating what happened with Deion Sanders and and uh, and just the pros and cons of Deion going to the University of Colorado and uh, and getting his money versus the legacy of HBCUs and, and how many millions of dollars would be made by the community with, De with, you know, with an asset like a Deion Sanders. Now he's an asset for Colorado. We, we debated that. Right. 
And some of y'all didn't like the perspective that I had, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I was actually able to see both sides uh, because everything has a yin and a yang and a pro and a con. So in this particular case, uh, it's not clear. It's not 100% clear whether or not it makes sense for them to sell the land or if they should have held it. Uh, what a lot of it comes down to is what are you going to do with this money? Right now, on one hand, if you hold the land, we know land goes up in value. We know that it's a consistent income stream for the family. They're going to get four hundred thirteen thousand dollars from L.A. County. Plus, they're going to get who knows, maybe a million dollars a year in capital gains, uh, you know, from from the growth and the value of the land. Uh, and that's pretty powerful. Real estate is an amazing investment vehicle uh, long term. So it would have been a good move to hold the land and lease it back to the county. However, uh, if they got this twenty million dollars. And they put this money somewhere where it was still able to grow. Let's say they took the 20 million and they were able to invest it in uh, in some other property and then also invest some of it in stocks and maybe diversify the portfolio. Then that could actually be a better move. Right. So so the, the so so their decision to sell the land, it's not a yes or no. It's not a necessarily a good or bad. Um, here's what would be automatically bad, in my opinion. Let's say that they sold the land and took the 20 million and said, we're going to live it up like rap stars and we're going to go buy Gucci and new cars and Prada and support babies, mamas, and just do all kinds of stuff like that. Well, would that be a good decision or what? What do y'all think? Do y'all think that would be a good move for the money? No, it wouldn't. It would not be a good move, right? It would not be smart because then what's happened is you've taken capital and you violated actually one of the Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. One of the Ten. This is my. That's the title of my new book. One of the Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power is that capital has to be preserved. So uh, by taking this capital and and just blowing it and spending it up, then you're you're destroying your your capital base. You're destroying wealth. And this happens a lot with a lot of your rappers and a lot of your athletes that are not educated financially. They don't understand that when you got that contract that's paying you, you know, three, four million dollars a month, you're not supposed to spend the bulk of that money. The bulk of that money is supposed to be investment capital. That money is supposed to be preserved and planted like a seed so that it can be sustained and it can actually grow. But instead, if you're raised in a culture that believes in consumption and spending, then you're going to take the money. You're going to say, oh, wow, I can really be the richest guy at the club and I can put uh, $5,000 a night into stripper thongs and, and, and live it up. And, uh, and that's what some of those guys did. Allen Iverson used to go uh, to different cities and he would buy a whole new wardrobe in every city and leave all the clothes behind and then go to a new city and buy a new wardrobe. So every city he went to, he was blowing fifty, a hundred thousand dollars per city because in his mind, he's thinking, well, he's thinking in terms of income, not wealth. He's thinking, OK, I'm making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a game or whatever he was making. I can afford to go spend $30,000 per city on clothes or whatever. Floyd Mayweather, I remember, uh, went to Atlanta and bought a, he, he did, he, he, I think he didn't have a car. So he bought a Mercedes for cash and then he left the Mercedes in Atlanta in the airport, in the parking lot. He just forgot. He just threw it away. Right. And again, this doesn't mean Floyd isn't investing elsewhere, but things like this, um, it's interesting to me because someone could tell a story like that and people will be impressed by that. People will say, wow, that's a lot of money. Wow, he's really balling. Really, those stories should be shameful. Those are shameful stories in the mind of a wealth builder because a wealth builder doesn't see what you have in front of you. The wealth builder can see what you would have if that money's allowed to grow. I get. Let's go back to the Bruce family. The Bruce family, uh, they were wealth builders. 
they saw, maybe they didn't see the whole vision, but let's think about what they, imagine they could have seen this. And, I, and, I, and you guys can actually see this because I'm here talking to you. I understand how these things work. That's what my PhD is in. So process this. This family, uh, you know, in hindsight, was able to look at $1,225, which really, you know, it was a decent amount of money back then, but it wasn't 20 million, right? But they were able to say, okay, if we take this 1225 and do the right things with it, it can turn into millions of dollars for our descendants. Maybe they didn't see that far into the future. Maybe they couldn't see it, but you have no excuse because they didn't have a finance professor in their ear every day. I'm right here in your ear every day. And I can tell you that there are tiny investments you're going to make now. Maybe instead of $1,225, maybe your investment is $12,000. And instead of it turning into $20 million for your grandchildren, it'll be $200 million. Do you understand? So you're sitting right now, right now where you are, you are sitting on top of a significant number of multi-million dollar opportunities, but you have to learn how to see the wealth. That requires financial vision, the ability to not just see things for what they are, but to see things for what they can become. Like looking at a little baby. You know, I got my grandson is um his mama, his mama, she's my adopted daughter, but, but she, she's taller than me. You would never believe I can make a child this big. I got these big old kids, but I love her. I love her to death. Her, my grandson is really tall for his age. Like he's 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 two, but he looks like he's four because his father is six foot eight and his mama is six foot three. So um, a person who doesn't understand what a child can become would look at him and say, oh, that's a little baby. He's not that big. He'll never be that big, right? That's how people look at their wealth. They say, I'm broke now. I can never have any money. That nothing I'm a part of can ever be worth anything. But a person who's smart can look at that child and say, that child is in the 99th percentile of all the two-year-olds. And if he keeps growing, you let enough time go by, He's going to be six foot tall. Then he's going to be six five. Then he might be six seven, six eight. Do you understand? So your money grows the same way a baby does. And a person who doesn't understand how money can grow and where, where their opportunities lie is like a person who looks at a little baby and thinks that baby's going to be small for, for the rest of its life. That don't make no sense. So your money is meant to grow. Your wealth is meant to grow. But just like that baby, if you don't feed that baby and nurture that baby and protect that baby, then the baby will never grow. So black people, the reason that sometimes your wealth does not grow the way it's supposed to and you don't have the benefits of the Bruce family who left a $20 million inheritance is because you don't believe that your baby can grow. You believe that your economic baby is going to stay small forever. You're the only people on the planet, no disrespect to anybody, but it's crazy to me that they've convinced us to be the only people on the planet that can have $1.6 trillion excuse me, in annual income and still be convinced that we're poor. Right? That is absolutely insane. Do you know that only nine countries on earth have a gross domestic product that exceeds $1.6 trillion? Give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. Our, the income of the black community matches the gross domestic product of Russia. We got more money than Vladimir Putin, and Vladimir Putin has hypersonic missiles that can't even be shot down by the U.S. military. So how in the hell are you going to tell me that you got more money than Russia and Vladimir Putin, but yet you, you broke? That's crazy. That is brainwashing. That's that's a, that's that's you you got bamboozled. You got hoodwinked, run amok, led astray. They mind screwed you into thinking that you have nothing. And when you think you have nothing, then you act like you have nothing. And when you act like you have nothing, then you don't value what you have. And when you don't value what you have, you throw it away. You give it up cheap. You give it away to anybody because you don't know the power of what you have in your possession. 
So I'm here to just tell you this. This is what I'm here to tell you. This is my thing. This is my little Boyce Watkins gospel is you're sitting on millions. Every single one of you, if you got family, Oh, that's uh, the family is a multi-million dollar asset. I break all that down in my book. I literally explain to you in extreme detail why your family is worth millions of dollars if you apply the resources in the right way. Uh, you're sitting on all kinds of talent. You're sitting on all kinds of labor. You're sitting on all kinds of intelligence. And the reason that they that, that, that I know it's there, another reason I know it's there is because that's what they come to you to get. Bernard Arnault is the richest man on earth right now. He just passed Elon Musk. He's the richest man on earth right now because he owns a few different brands, uh, some of which are Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy. There is no way on earth that he could have that much money off Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy without the tremendous support of black people and the and the utilization of the uh, social power and the social influencing power of rappers. Without black rappers, Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy would barely be on the map. So just understand, you, you've got wealth. You just got to know how to maintain it and protect it and grow it. That's my two cents. So um, so, so shout out to the Bruce family. I'm really happy that they got the money. Just know that keeping all that money in cash, obviously, is a bad idea. I assume that they, they have financial advisors that are telling them this. Uh, remember, inflation is about 8% right now, which means that that every year your money, your the value of your money is dropping by 8% if you don't invest it somewhere and make it grow. I also think that one benefit of actually selling the land, not that I agree with it, I understand the value of keeping the land, but at the same time, one benefit of selling the land is that they can actually diversify. They can spread the 20 million out, put some, some in stocks. Maybe they have a family business, you know, maybe buy some cheaper real estate. So it doesn't mean it's a bad decision. At the same time, I totally get the idea of maintaining ownership of the land because the land does have sentimental value and land ownership is one of the great cornerstones of wealth in this society so everybody in here at some point i want you to at least sit down even if you ain't got a nickel in your pocket uh you don't need a nickel in your pocket to do this i want you to spend some time learning how to acquire real estate just take a few minutes watch some videos do do us a webinar just sit through, read a book whatever it is you want to do to learn the basics of real estate acquisition and make sure your kids know that too okay make sure your kids are fully aware of where the wealth is and that'll play a big part in their having access to that wealth okay so if everybody could do me a favor Please hit the thumbs up button, uh, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. A reminder, my book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. You can get a copy at my website, voicewalkins.com. We also have financial flashcards for kids. Uh, these are our real estate flashcards. Actually, if you want to take a look at those, uh, we have some on entrepreneurship. And these are good ways to get your kids sort of well-versed uh, in economics and everything else at an early age. I believe that the earlier you get them started, the better off they'll be. If you want to take a look at the flashcards, just go to financialflashcards.com. And also, if you'd like to join us for our financial slumber party that we're having in the Black Business School on Friday the 13th, uh, just go to my website, voicewalkins.com, and you can join us. We're gonna have, we are gonna we like to have fun, and y'all know me. I like to yell a little bit, but I hope that it's beneficial to you. And I believe that I, I actually want to humbly submit that uh, if we sit and talk long enough, I believe I can change your life. None of this wealth stuff will ever be a mystery. I got you. I will make sure you're on top of the food chain when it comes to this economic stuff because I know that black people, if we get the right coaching, we're like a basketball team, and I believe I can be that coach, one of those coaches for you. If we have the right coaching and the right strategy, 
we can win championships like crazy because that's what we're meant to do. That's where black people are put on this earth to do. I do believe in certain ways, maybe people get mad at me for saying this, but I think in so many ways we are a chosen people because nobody else on earth has gone through what we've gone through and become what we've become. So let's just become a better version of ourselves. That's how we win. So thank you all for listening. God bless you. And I'll check back in with you a little bit later. And thanks for watching the Black Financial Channel. Have a wonderful day. Love you guys. Peace.